Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. So a couple of weeks ago, I had the honor of sitting in on a, on a briefing from Logitech on some pretty cool new products in their master series. Our next guest is the head of global marketing and business for Logitech MX or the Master Series. Maxim Bondar, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, all the way, where are you now? Where am I finding you? Thank you very much for inviting. I'm in Lausanne, Switzerland. This is Logitech's headquarters. You know what? I, I until, until I met you a couple weeks ago on that briefing, I did not realize that Logitech's headquarters were in Switzerland. And of course, it makes sense to me now because of all the design cues that I see in Logitech products throughout my life. So uh, it makes sense. I hope you're enjoying your afternoon there, I'm guessing, right? Yes, I do. We have a wonderful weather. Yes. And uh, yeah, I enjoy the, the call with you today. So well, I, all, all I, is good. I appreciate it. Now, you guys have made some pretty cool announcements in the Design for Mac series. Now, I, I must admit, I've been using, you know, the, the really clicky Design for Mac Logitech MX keyboard over here. Um, but you have some new lines and new products that came out. And I wanted to talk to you directly because it's more fun to have a conversation with somebody who works at the company than it is to just read stuff off paper. Because I could read, I could read this off paper and tell people, okay, you can get this for one hundred and forty nine dollars. But, but who cares about that? I care about the products and the effort and the and the work that goes into making these products. Because it's not just a keyboard. This is this is the 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 focal point of everybody's interface with their computer. And I think that you guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, feel the same way. Feel that there is a, a connection between the user. And, and this device, and not only the computer, keyboard, we're going to talk about other devices too. And, and you guys pay so much attention to the detail. Is that a true statement? Is that what, what goes into these? Oh, I love that you say that, actually, because still I, I meet sometimes people who think, oh, keyboard or mouse is just just a mouse. I can go to the next store and buy it like if I have my, my one broken. But indeed, uh, we touch these products every day, like, you know. <laughs> Uh, I've read a study somewhere that your fingers run a marathon uh, if you calculate the distance, like you, you go through that uh, a year. And definitely, like for advanced users, the mouse and the keyboard are just like a scalpel for a surgeon, right? Yeah. For some people, this is a kind of a highlight of your home design. For, for some people, it helps to, to work more comfortable and potentially avoid pain if you use ergonomic products. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it means a lot for different users. And, and what we try to do is actually find that need and then try to, to satisfy the need as much as we could. You know, I, it's it's true. You can go to a store and you can pick up a mouse like you can pick up a mouse like this. That's just a regular plain old mouse that Bluetooth. That's great. Or you can invest your time and energy and do some research and get something like the master series where you know that you're going to get the comfort or the new vertical series, which is just a whole new dynamic when it comes to using a mouse um, and the keyboard. How much time goes into design, developing these products? Like this is obviously a culmination of a lot of time for you guys. Is it years? Is it months? How long, how long does the, the process work? 
Well, it depends, of course, on the complexity. Uh, but I would say, I would say, like we would design a uh, for master series. It takes us probably from three to five years wow. uh, un- until we start, you know, uh, understanding like what is the current uh, trends, what are the current user needs. Uh, like for example, we were defining that people are are, are using um, moving to multiple monitors with a high resolution or the hybrid work or like what what features they value most. So like this is kind of the the scoping work that uh, takes quite some time. Then we we start to kind of shaping that up into into a project. Like what building blocks we would put into uh, into the product. We take into account sustainability. And to make sure we design for sustainability and like our engineers are thinking like how to design the product so that we could use more like sustainable materials, less CO2 and like all these very important things to, to take into account. So that then the product should work well, it should look well and it should kind of when you feel and touch it, it also should, uh, should, should look great. So it's kind of like finding that sweet spot between all those elements does take time. So yeah. I would say like a few years on scoping and imagining and then then a few years on kind of designing and engineering for the for the items that we kind of decided that this is what we are going after. Are you ever worried? Do you ever get worried that all this time that you're taking that when it comes to market that you're going to either be late or someone's going to come out with something that you're going to be like, oh, we wanted to get this to market first. Is that a concern? Because I, my perception is that you guys are so ahead of the game and spend a lot of so much time in, in R&D and really know where the market is going that even though it takes three to five years, you're still ahead of everywhere everybody else is. We really try to start with the user. We, we really don't want to look at like what competition is doing, but we really look like what users need and specifically my role for Master Series, we're focusing on advanced users. Uh, for, for whom mice and keyboards are super important. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's something that they kind of earn their money. So kind of understanding them for us, uh, is the main thing. I mean, we don't look at what competition is doing, uh, kind of to define the launch of our products. We will look at what our users need. And then, you know, I think this is our strength, right? But in what other company you would have so many people thinking about mice oh, and keyboards? Course. As in Logitech, right? <laughs> like we, we focus on this. This is our, yeah. this is our core business, right? So I, I think maybe because we do that for so many years, because this is our main focus. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's why you have a perception where ahead. And like, thanks for saying that. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's great to well, hear. It's interesting because, um, you know, if you think of Logitech as a company, now you, you work on the master series brand, but this is not a small company. You look at the gaming side. I have in the other room, they sent me the brand new pro steering wheel and pedals for the Xbox. That, again, is an interface to my console, to gaming. Then you look at something like, um, you know, the, the purchase of Ultimate Ears and the headphone business. And that's an interface to my entertainment. So Logitech really is an interface company, really, at the end of the day. And it's I'm curious how much you work with other teams throughout the company? Do you take design cues? Do you look at what the other parts of the company are doing in different elements and say, wait a second, we should, maybe we can use that for keyboards. Maybe we, maybe they can use this for gaming. Like, is, is that something that happens or are you kind of just focused in your own little silo? No, it does happen. And actually our 
recent launch of the MX Mechanical. I mean, let me tell you a story. Uh, what we learned is that many, many advanced users who are now software developers or designers, they first get acquainted with the computers when they started to game in their teenage years or, or earlier. Yeah. And they were using a gaming keyboard, right? And then they, they learned this mechanical typing, which they for them, it's, it's like, this is what we should have because this is yeah. how typing, good typing feels. Now they grow up, they become professionals, they, they come to their offices or home offices and they start to work and then, oh, oh it's not that feeling I had when I was, uh, gaming, I don't know, yeah. gaming before. So this is how we actually learned about the need of the uh, professional mechanical keyboard for productivity. But we also learned that now when they, they work, they don't need the RGB lighting or they don't want to be as loud. So because they want to look professional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's kind of, th that's what we were also doing when, when designing a mixed mechanical, for example. But the technology there, like the typing, the slim uh, design of uh, the low profile mechanical typing that, that comes from our gaming friends. Like we took from them the technology which is well-designed, well-tested, and, and we applied the learning about our uh, advanced users. And, and like here you, you have a mixed mechanical. So you see like it's, it's different business uh, units within Logitech, but it's, we're still thinking about these interface peripherals and we learn from each other to kind of deliver the, the, the user journey from when you were a, a kid to, to when you were already yeah. a professional and yeah. What what makes the mechanical keyboard a better keyboard? What is it about the mechanical that makes it a better experience? Here is like the main, like if you ask users, it's all about the sensation of feeling. Because when you work, when you have those moments of flow, you know, when time passes by, like you, you, you felt it's five minutes, but then you look at your watch, oh my God, it's already like two hours. Two hours I'm yeah. being late for, for my meeting, but I was so productive. I probably made more than, than last week. Yeah. So when you are in those moments, you need to make sure and if you, you're just one thing with, with your process, with your devices, with your whatever you create on the screen. And then the mechanical typing, it's probably subconscious, but those feeling of you press the key, you, you understand that, yes, it, it happened. I, I know that like everything goes well. Uh, you, you type like you, as, as you fly when, you, when you're writing a text or writing a code. So the feeling is like reassuring that something is happening, that you're productive, that, that, that it is going through really well. So that's what we hear from, from users who. So it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's the response. It's the response to doing yeah, something. Like exactly. I push yeah. a button. It's not it, just I touch it. And I, okay. I like that. I like, you know, I've never really thought of it in those terms. So let, let, let's talk about, you know, the, the MX mechanical for Mac, because this is um, not one of the first times. I mean, I've had, I've had Logitech made for Mac stuff for a while now but you know it's it's some pretty cool design cues when it comes to the coloring and and everything from you know the the mx master series 3s which now works on glass small small details and small improvements that i think make a big difference why the focus on the mac user is it just realizing that the world is kind of shifting a bit and there are a lot more mac users out there why now this also comes from our user knowledge. So because Logitech, we know we have a universal line which says it works well for PC, it works well for Macs, we're compatible with Linux, Chrome, and so on. But what we learned 
specifically looking at, at the users who are using the Mac ecosystem. Uh, many of them, they don't believe that the product that is made universal would, would work well on Mac. So they are really afraid of compatibility. Like, oh, if you try to make it for everything, it will probably, the Mac would probably be overlooked and I will have lags, I will have uh, issues, problems. Oh, I, I also they, and like, they might be right, like for, for sometimes. Yeah. Also, they are more uh, design discerning. They, like, the design should be clean, the design should be straightforward. They don't like when you have both the Windows keys and the Mac keys. So for them, it's like a sign of being overloaded. And then, so making a Mac line, a mix for Mac line, it's our promise that we have invested a good amount of time into making sure our product work well and look well with Mac ecosystem. So that's, that's kind of the, the, if I would say that in a, in a couple of words, that would be my couple of words about that. And I mean, listen. There are there are some elements that differ, obviously, between PC and Mac. You've you've got the dedicated Apple keys versus the the Windows keys on those keyboards. So there is a little bit of a difference. So I understand that there's that sense of security for those hardcore. It's not even the hardcore. I think the hardcore users understand that Bluetooth is Bluetooth and the keyboard is a keyboard. I think it's actually some of the less hardcore users that really want to get specific to what they're using, which is which is uh you know which is a great experience. Uh, I'm curious because, you know, one of one of the shows that we produce talks about um, peripherals from the uh, point of view of disability, people who are blind, people who have have motor function uh, disabilities. Is there consideration for people with disabilities and accessibility when designing products? And the reason I ask you that is because my co-host on my TV show, he's completely blind and he loves the mechanical because of the physical, the physical feedback, and of course the sound, it reassures him that he's pressing the keys and the right keys, et cetera, et cetera. Let, let's talk about some of the features of, you know, for example, the keyboards. You know, is there something that you guys learned from COVID, from the pandemic, from people being at home? Are there some lessons that you learned? I, and the reason I ask that is because, for example, the fact that I can program this and use this with three devices. So I have in my office, and I'm not a regular case, okay? I've got my main keyboard in my main Mac here. I've got a Mac to the right. I've got a PC to my left. I've got an iPad to my right. So this is like the perfect, the perfect, perfect device for me because I can switch between devices very easily. Is that something that came about in the just the regular development? Or are there lessons from people having to work at home and work on multiple devices that were learned, that were implemented? Like, I mean, for example, using a mouse on glass, it's like a smallest thing in the world, but it is so important to someone who's at their kitchen table trying to get work done. You know, oh, I don't have to find a piece of paper or a book to, to use my mouse on. I can use it anywhere. How many times have I walked into a hotel room, taken up my mouse? I'm like, oh, I, gotta, I, can't, I can't do it because it's glass. I think those small things are really big and important in the, in the grand scheme of things. I can give you a few examples. Uh, so uh, a few of them probably not changed our view, but accelerated certain changes. So for example, uh, quiet uh, keys, quiet clicking. Uh, this is something we said, oh, we need to put a priority because people working at home, they're disturbing their partners, their kids. So kind of making sure that the mouse now clicks quieter and the keyboard is not as sound, is not as loud as you would hear yeah. it from, from the other room. So that was something that we accelerated. Track on glass, we had it already, probably, I don't know, for more than 10 years. We do know that this is super important. 
We know that uh, more than 30% of the users use their mice on the glossy surfaces at least once a week. So for us, tracking on glass is, is like is super important. Recently, we updated uh, the possibility to have the up to 8K DPI uh, tracking on glass because we know people using more monitors yeah. or a, a higher resolution monitors. But this also kind of, this was probably the speed up but not something that changes. What we have managed to introduce last moment, thanks to the COVID, were uh, uh, Microsoft Teams and Zoom-specific yeah. app profiles. This is when you can switch on, switch off your camera with the buttons of the mouse, uh, when you can re regulate uh, the volume of your uh, speakers uh, when, when in Zoom calls or, or Microsoft Teams calls. That was really, really enhanced uh, by, the, by the COVID, by the fact that we all were working from home, uh, and like this was this was not at all on the roadmap of our software team, but they really kind of believed in the idea, and they like they created the profiles significant like significantly faster versus what it would take usually, just because everyone was so uh, uh, believing in the in the need. So it was done just I don't know a few weeks uh, a few weeks before the launch uh, of the product, we were able to to complete that feature and then roll it out together with the introduction. Well, Maxim, you know, I, I don't want to keep you much longer because it, we haven't even talked about the individual products. But to be perfectly honest, we're going to be going hands on and going on uh, hands on with the, the individual products, whether it's the, the Master Series 3S for Max, the, the Mechanical Mini. The, I mean, we're going to go through all of them. So, you know, uh, my question for you, my parting question for you is out of everything that you guys have announced in the past couple of weeks, what's your favorite? You know, my favorite is usually the latest product that I'm working on because they are okay. all of my babies. I'm, I'm now <laughs> using uh, MX uh, Mechanical Mini for Mac in a space gray color and then the MX Master 3S in a space gray color. So that's what I, I use now. It's the recent babies. But I mean, uh, to be honest, uh, I, I would, because of the portfolio of MX, we have full size, we have small size, we have a Mechanical typing, we have non-mechanical typing, we have a mix master, we have a mix anywhere. So it, it virtually covers any potential use case you might have as an advanced user. As a software developer analyst, you know, when you need to type and have uh, numbers for the designer who needs a smaller keyboard, but a kind of a full-fledged mouse, but the rest of the space he, he or she needs to save for sketching. So we kind of try to minimize the footprint on, on the table. So, yeah, I love them all. These are all my mixed babies. You're all your mixed babies. Well, Maxim, um, it's so nice to talk to you. It's so nice to just talk about the, some of the philosophy sometimes and not focus on the individual products. But we're, we're obviously we're going to be talking about the whole design for Mac lineup. And anybody who's listening, if you're interested, of course, you can follow us on social media. But you can you can pick up the MX Mechanical Mini. You can pick up the MX Master Series, you know, the, the K380 multi-device, the vertical mouse, which we talked about earlier, which is when if you're having any issues with your wrists, carpal tunnel. I mean, this is a perfect, perfect device for that because your hand is in that natural ergonomic position, which is super important. And of course, all these products available at all your favorite retails. Maxim Bondar, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I can't wait to have you on again and talk about your next favorite babies. I will be looking forward to that too. Thank you so much for inviting me. Your tech report will be right back. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.